In the golden age of podcasts, there was but one undreamed of. And unto this Zumundo, destined to wear the crown of pop culture upon a troubled brow. You are now listening to Doolin and Keith on the Zumundo <laughs> Christmas Special. Hey, what's happening out there, Zoomunders? Welcome to the Zoomundo Christmas Special. I'm Dylan. And I'm Keith. And uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas to all of you. Yeah. Whatever it is you celebrate, hopefully you're having a good one out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Whoever's having a blast this holiday season, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to get into it with some uh, holiday-themed pop culture stuff tonight. We got uh, got the full lineup tonight. We do. We got uh, Comic Man coming on to talk to us here in just a little bit. We've got Uncle Chuck's going to talk to us tonight. (laughs) He's got some Christmas experience. We haven't talked to Uncle Chuck since uh, Thanksgiving, so it's about time we have Uncle Chuck back. And uh, we we actually haven't sat down to do this for last couple of weeks. So uh, how how's your two how's weeks sh- ago? Yeah, uh, it was good. I uh, you know I went up to our, our family Christmas party, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to hang out with my daughter. Had uh, you know our, our our yearly screening of of Die Hard, which was great. Happened to come on MTV. You know that still exists. Absolutely, apparently. it still does. Yeah, really? edited for television, and yep. it still doesn't have music. Does Co- it? <laughs> coincidentally, no, no, no music on the channel at all. Just um, changed the name. It started at like 10 p.m. and ran till one, and it was good. We sat around, drank a bunch of beers, and and got to spend a few really, you know really quality good hours with each other, and it was awesome. Love it, man. Yeah. Love it. Good stuff. Yeah, it was, it was good to see everybody. Yeah, well, I did. Um, I bought oh, myself a little holiday Christmas present, which oh, I just did. which I just shared with you before we got on the air a little bit. Little uh, Baldur's Gate three, the which, game, okay, yeah, which which has been out for a while, but it just came to Xbox. It looks great. So uh, yeah, so I was like, dude, I got to show you this game for a little bit. So. I have to say, like, no loading times that I noticed there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty cool. I like it. I it's, like it. I think yeah, for me, it's like the most faithful adaptation of a tabletop Dungeons and Dragons game. To a video game, like right down to the dungeon master, like talking to you the entire time. So yeah, it's like it's almost, cool. almost feels like you can feel people sitting around the table playing the game that you're playing, like on on your TV. Screen, I dig it. Basically, a lot yeah. of lot of uh, character interaction stuff mm-hmm. going on there. Yeah, pretty cool. Did some volunteer work um, this week at uh, yeah, at my week? girlfriend's school and uh, had a I, I hired Santa to come out and see the kids and everything and it was wait were you Santa or no, you, no, or no, you no, Santa? no 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 I it's a buddy of mine Jason does uh, cool does you you've met Jason he's the Probably. next gen vets guy big, oh okay big guy yeah he does Santa for the for the holidays. Mm. So uh, the guy we played the yeah we, the board yeah, game with yeah we played the board game yeah, yeah. so he does he, he does Santa over Christmas so nice. I he he offered to do it for free but I'm like no man let me let me pay you for your time that's stuff. cool so he came out um, I ran sound for uh, the Christmas concert for uh, for my girlfriend's school and uh, it was a great time man nice we watched that movie Alpha at one point and uh, he's like that's not Santa <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny and uh, and I attended the the writers yeah. workshop man so oh, how like, was that it was it was it was good um, you know so you just you, you as I'm writing this book like every piece of it i write i bring into the writer's workshop and you read it like mm-hmm. it's a table read you read what you wrote you read you, it out loud to yeah, them yeah you okay. read it out loud to them and they give you you know feedback mm, and no critique. pressure and then, right? and then and then you do the same like they read what they're writing so it's just kind of like a little round table cool like show up and you know some help writing writing yeah. what you're working on so. i was actually talking about that uh your book and how you're writing it and how you know you've got experience in in showbiz and stuff mm-hmm 
And you can probably read your own book on Audible and how that's really yeah. cool and stuff. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, hopefully by the end of the year. I actually had a great conversation with somebody at the airport about that. And, and they said they were getting published and it was awesome. Nice. But it turns out they're self-publishing, um, which was kind of funny. Like, well, yeah. it's, and that's, and a which lot of people, cool. a like, lot uh, of like published authors that I've talked to have, have said like, dude, at this point in time, like the, the market is so saturated that yeah. it's, it's almost impossible to get published anymore. Yeah, it's so tough. It's really a tough. lot of people yeah. are just going the route of self-publishing these days, which I might just end up doing. So we'll, yeah, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. I mean, you, it's kind of like, you know, you put, <clears throat> you put money into it, but then you get the money back from it. So, you know, if it sells, it's right, like, right. you know, anything else you take yeah. a bit, you take a risk on an investment. But anyways, yeah, man, that's been uh, that's been uh, my last cool. couple of weeks, and it's been great. Oh, I saw some Lego Masters season three last week too. I didn't even know that was a show. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it's it's hosted by Will Arnett. Oh, it's cool. pretty good. Yeah, Who, who's and, the, who's Lego Batman? Yeah, oh, he brings that up quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Um, so that was pretty cool too. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Well, before we get into uh, our holiday brews, news, and reviews segment. Um, we had, uh, we unfortunately had to do a uh, Zumundo farewell here before Indeed. we get started. So let's go ahead and, and do our Zumundo farewell. Uh, Andre Bronger, uh, at only age 61, passed away. Um, it's it, about a week and a half ago or so. Um, you know, we, we, didn't we we didn't meet last week so i wanted to bring it up um for december 11th he passed away yeah so for fans of brooklyn 99 he was captain holt on brooklyn 99 and i actually just started watching brooklyn 99 great show very funny and it's made funnier like by him well he he does sort of the um he does this sort of deadpan sort of like straight man to everybody else like the zany characters around him and stuff but but he he has some great one-liners on that show he was on homicide too back yeah homicide back in the day he was like the the lead star uh detective frank pimbleton on homicide life on the street which was a dark police drama based on a book by david simon wow um so he went from like from uh, from a police drama to a police sitcom, right? Which is um, pretty funny. Yeah, which is pretty great. Um, but he, he, I mean, his body of work is actually pretty, pretty impressive, awesome. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he had sure. his, his uh, first breakthrough role was in 1989, Glory, which with, is a great movie, alongside Morgan Freeman and Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew Broderick was in that movie. A great, mm-hmm. great Civil War film um, about the uh, the Union armies. Uh, I definitely, if you haven't watched it. Please go back and do yourself a favor and watch that movie, dude. Yeah, amazing film. Really good. He was in. He was also in Kojak too. Yeah. I have to mention that since you know Uncle Telly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got his. Uh, what was it? Uh, he he won his first career Emmy for the role Homicide: Life on the yep. Street, uh, lead actor in a drama series back in 1998. Wow. And uh, he he was afraid of being typecast, so when they approached him and asked him to take the role of Captain Holt in a police sitcom, like he. <laughs> He was hesitant, but okay. uh, turned out really well for him. Uh, you know that show, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, ran eight seasons from 2013 to 2021, uh, of which he was nominated for four Emmys for wow. for Brooklyn Nine Nine. So you know, great, great for him, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and just kind of. Um, I know we make uh, people get typecast. He's played a police officer quite a bit, or, or detective type, kind of like type Carl role. Winslow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. I was going to mention that. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's it's cool, you know. Um, but he's great in all of his roles. He's been in so many different things. And he, he also did Law & Order and mm-hmm. you know some other stuff like that. Um, Primal Fear. Oh, great movies he's in. Primal Fear, like as you mentioned, Glory. He was in uh, Superman, Batman, Apocalypse as a voice. He mm-hmm. did Fantastic Four. He's got a great voice. Um, yeah, he does. He was in other things too, like Get on the Bus, City of Angels. Yeah. You know, 
Um, yeah. uh, Terry Crews, his co-star from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Like, we, we love Terry Crews. He's awesome yeah, he's in everything great. he does. But he said uh, on Instagram, can't believe you're gone so soon. I'm honored to have honored to have known you and laughed with you, worked with you, and shared eight glorious years watching your irreplaceable talent. That's this awesome. hurts. You showed me what a life well-lived looks like. So, that's awesome. Um, so that's a very touching tribute from his co-star from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Terry Crews. Um, married for over 30 years, which is in, in the Hollywood world is like almost unheard of to have like a marriage work out for that long, um, to his homicide co-star, Amy Brabson. Um, really? and I believe they had, I think two children. <clears throat> That's cool. Um, he was an accomplished Shakespearean stage actor. He's as got well. a very he, good, uh, career there. He, he had, he the had, theater. yeah. So he leaves behind a huge legacy and we just wanted to pay our respects to Andre Bronger at 61 years old, Andre. gone from this world, Cheers. but not forgotten. Cheers. All right, so now we've got the farewell out of the way. It feels so, like he's in everything, you know? And feels like he's here in the room with us right now. He's awesome. <laughs> no. But let's, uh, let's, uh, ready to move on to Brews News and Reviews for the yeah, day? Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Yeah, let's do it. All right, here we go. Hit it. And now, Brews News and Reviews. It stinks. Sometimes. Sometimes it's good. I don't know. Sometimes we're, it's bad. We're, we're going to talk about it here for a little yeah. bit. Um, I, I wanted to kind of open up <laughs> Bruce news and reviews with uh, oh, Bruce first first Bruce. Um, so we're uh, we, we're not doing our usual record in the evening thing. We're recording during the day. Like I yeah. got some things to do tonight, and uh, so we're not going to be here in the evening. And we're not raging alcoholics. We're we're, we're functional. Not raging. We're, we're functional alcoholics. Right. <laughs> yeah, define so, raging. We yeah. function in society. We don't drink and drive. So. I am drinking a Red Bull, which is half of a cocktail. Yeah, it's just missing vodka. And uh, I'm just I'm just sipping some good old fashioned high quality H H two O. Yeah, which is nature's brew. It's nature's yeah. brew. We so, do have to do a brew uh, right after the New Year because we, we haven't actually oh. drank on the show in a while. So. Yeah, we, we yeah that's yeah. that was usually like a staple of the show is like hey what cocktails are we drinking? But yeah for 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 this week and next week. Uh, just no, no, no alcohol. We're, we're, we're drying out a little bit cause it's, it's good for you not to drink all the time. So. Well, yeah. With all the food and stuff for the extra yeah. holidays, yeah, I actually so. lost a pound, which is good. Nice. Yeah. Every, everything um, in moderation, even moderation. Uh, <laughs> oh, interesting. So, um, before we get into news, I had something that's uh, not really pop culturally relevant, but just really funny that I wanted to read. So this is, um, something that went viral on the air last year. And now that it's Christmas, it's making its rounds again. And I read this whole thing, and I saw uh, I saw somebody online reading it, and I just thought this was really funny. So this is a, a letter exchange between this little boy named Jeremy <laughs> and and Santa Claus. And uh, Santa, yeah, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy ain't <laughs> around, as they like to say. So right here's um, here's his letter to Santa, and then the response. So here we go. So this is from a little boy named Jeremy, dear Santa. I am writing this on the day after Christmas, and I am very sad I would only received one of the two presents I asked for. Since you ate my cookies, I will assume, and he's misspelled stuff in here like a kid does, that my missing gift was a mistake. Um, you're, and, you're bad. Yeah. So, uh, so his parents see this and wrote a letter back from Santa. Dear Jeremy, I am sorry you are disappointed with your presents. You asked for two very expensive presents, and Santa can only do so much. You need to learn to be grateful for what you have <laughs> and not be upset about what you don't. 
If you continue to complain, I will have no choice but to add you to the naughty list next year, okay. Santa. Now, you know, most kids would uh, see that and be like, oh, shit. I'm scared, yeah. I, I better back off. Uh, Jeremy wasn't having that shit. Uh, <laughs> Jer- <laughs> this, is his, this is his next letter back. Dear Fatty. <laughs> Did you say fatty? Dear fatty. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he opens a letter. Dear fatty, your threats don't scare me. I played your game and you did not deliver. This is why the internet's destroyed now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this really. kind of attitude. Yeah. This is not okay. I will give you one week and then you will pay <laughs> Jeremy. P.S. I don't know why that is expensive when you have elf slaves to make things for you. Oh my I gosh. think you are very naughty for having slaves. Wow. Well, not to be undone, Santa writes back. Of course. Dear Jeremy, you are being a very bad little boy because you cannot be happy with what you have. I have talked to your parents and told them to take away your Wii U. (laughs) Now you have nothing. Once you learn to be grateful, perhaps you can have it back. I am disappointed in you, Jeremy. You will need to be extra good this year if you want to make it back on the nice list. So that's the end of it, right? Yeah. Nope. No. Jeremy's got to have the last word. Of course. Dear Santa, (laughs) I do not like that stunt you pulled with my parents. You are on that. You are on my naughty list now. (laughs) Be afraid. You look slow and easy to kill. Oh my gosh. Enjoy your cookies next year because they will be poison. I hope you die, Jeremy. (laughs) Well, it looks like Santa's going to skip a house this year. Yeah. Or next year. No, like, if we're being honest with ourselves, like, his parents probably wrote the entire exchange back and forth. Like, I don't feel like, I don't feel like Jeremy actually wrote that. It's pretty crazy. But it's still really funny. And I felt it was uh, worth worth reading. Definitely an urban legend, you know, (laughs) out there. The legend of Jeremy. Some say he's still writing a letter to Santa to this day. To this day, oh man! But that's uh, yeah. But that's not really newsworthy, but funny. That and, is kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. that's a I, good, good little intro to that. Yeah, I only got a couple things, a couple small things to talk about for news this yeah, week. This week we got, we got. Oh man, there's all kinds of the top lists came out this year. You know, top Lego sets, top movies, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. We got Hunger Games prequels just coming out. Mm-hmm. The IHOP has a Wonka menu. Apparently, Barbie's on streaming. James Gunn hates cameos and Super Hill. Superhero films, Attack of the Clones is now known as a great movie. You just like this, this, and this. Yeah, Curb Your Enthusiasm is done after 12 seasons, and What We Do in the Shadows is going to be done after six. I think that's a good thing. That's yeah. a good call. I love, I love what we really do in the shadows. News, it's a great show, but uh, you know, it's, it's good to leave the party before the party's over. Well, you if, know? You, if you go out on a high note, right, then you're always remembered. Yeah. Well, well, I mean like, look at the Simpsons is still running. Like, <laughs> I mean, and we, and, I forget it's funny. That it's like, sometimes. Well, and it's like, and we talk about, Simpsons, like with nostalgia, like, oh my gosh, you remember that episode of The Simpsons it's where Homer did this? Going. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, it's still on the air. Like, they still mm-hmm. make new episodes of that. And people are like, really? Because I stopped watching it years ago. It's like one of those things, like, it's, it's, it's like remembered in the past, but it's still going it's still on going, now. Yeah. And, you know, you don't want to be like that. I mean, you, they have the liberty of doing that because it's, it uh, still makes money. Well, well right? it's animated. Yeah. So, you know, you don't have to worry about the actors aging out, except True. for like when they, you know, pass away because right, that show is yeah. almost 40 years old at this point. And they've changed voices in some cartoons. Yeah. And sometimes but, it's weird. Sometimes it's not. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I know they just but, did that with Rick and Morty um, recently. You know, like I'm a big fan of like Always Sunny in Philadelphia too. But right. that, that show is still 
going like it's like we'll see. it's like it's like coming up on like season 15 16 something like that that's like, a lot of seasons yeah like maybe 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 bring it to a close guys uh, but you know what if like you're not like really lined up for a bunch of projects after that yeah but you that's we'll keep it going right yeah i guess but you know you go out and there and find different gigs i guess but i mean know. if you could work 15 20 years that's a career right you know yeah. <laughs> like one show could be like part of your career one mm-hmm. should you know who knows who knows yeah that's um, awesome yeah so, um, I got a couple little things here. Um, ugh, all right. MCU X-Men, uh, rumored. <laughs> I just, I just, I just kind of grown where it's anything MCU. I just, Fair I, enough. I'm just here to report the news. You I know? know, I know, I know. Uh, MCU X-Men rumored to reboot. Uh, I'm sorry. No rumored to swap Magneto for Mr. Sinister, which is kind of a cool thing, I guess. Like, okay. um, yeah, because we don't need we don't need Magneto right away. Like, we've we've got a bunch of movies with Magneto. Like, we do. It's, it's kind of cool to explore other villains. So, yeah, Mister Sinister is a good pick. He's a bad guy. Yeah. Um, X Men movie reboot will reportedly focus on female characters and introduce a new villain, potentially Mister Sinister. Uh, Marvel Studios has not confirmed details of the new X-Men movie, but an announcement is expected in early 2024. Okay. Um, the inclusion of Mr. Sinister as a villain could add an exciting twist to the franchise and create new storylines. And finally, X-Men is returning, but not all characters are up for the Marvel Studios reboot because it will reportedly be female-focused. Well, there's a bunch of female X-Men I mean, like, you I mean, know, yeah, of course there are. You but Rogue, like, you got Phoenix, yeah, you got but, Storm. But I mean, you but know. you want to have, you, of course, Jubilee. you want to have those characters in there. But it's like it's an ensemble piece, right? Right. right. Like you want, yeah, you want big Wolverine cast, and yeah. Cyclops and Gambit. Oh, and I love those guys. Yeah, all those characters. But you know, it's uh, we'll see what they do with it. Like, well, um, it, yeah, it could be one of those things. Like, uh, I mean, isn't Deadpool three the next X Men movie? Right? He's kind of an X Men. I mean, it kind of is. Um, it, simply because they're going to be doing since uh, you know Fox Studios is owned by Disney now, as correct. is everything else. Um, they're going to be doing some multiversal traveling. Yeah. So I think this is going to be the thing that brings like Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool into the MCU. Probably. And he had Negasonic in his Megasonic is her name Negasonic. Negasonic teenage yeah, warhead. Yeah, she she's like in his thing. There's, yeah. I mean, Colossus be, was a big it, part of Deadpool it, too. Exactly, but it could be like one of those things where like Deadpool gets a couple of them because everybody's like quote unquote out of town, you yeah. know, and maybe like Wolverine and Deadpool and everybody's out mm-hmm. Cyclops doing stuff. So yeah. Then the whoever the girls are that are left. Well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Interesting. Um, I got a little bit of uh, MCU. Oh, hit me. What's up? Uh, well, you know, uh, Jonathan Majors was found guilty of harassment and assault. Uh, yeah, in New York, I'm actually I'm actually a little bit surprised by that. He was acquitted of two other counts and uh, has not been sentenced, but I've heard that he can spend up to a year in in, in jail, you know, for that. Ooh, rough, but with that news comes the Kang stuff. Been like, fired as Kang, well, uh, officially. But from here's, what I understand. here's the thing that like confuses me: um, because the MCU is so weird about like how they handle how they handle like their their recasts and stuff so mm-hmm. it's like so if you go back to like sort of mcu like first hulk was edward norton yes um and then edward norton uh got fired and they brought in mark ruffalo to play bruce banner mm-hmm. um and they just they just like hey recast we're just moving on right, um right. and then we had terrence howard i think with uh with war machine who was the he was the he was the original roadie in the first iron man movie yeah, but does, I thought that was Don Cheadle. Not in, the, not in the first Iron Man movie, it no, wasn't. No, no, but he replaced, Don Cheadle replaced him, right? Yeah, that's okay, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, like, yeah, they, okay. they just did a recast. Oh, yeah. Like, okay, he, yeah. he wanted, I guess he Yeah, because that was a little confusing, because I'm like, this is a different dude. Yeah, and he wanted as much money as Robert Downey Jr., and they're oh, like, wow. uh, no. <laughs> wow. You know, I was thinking about that the other day, because um, I was watching Thor, uh, the, the new one with uh, my sister, and because she hadn't seen it, and... 
I was like, Natalie Portman's probably a pretty expensive actor, even when you yeah. know they were looking for the unknown guys, right? And mm-hmm. back then, Chris Hemsworth was kind, kind of, of unknown. unknown. Yeah, but obviously, she's not the main character of the movie, but she probably cost more than he did at that point. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just saying that. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, mm-hmm. But by the time it's like the new one, you know, it's like no, Chris is making big money. Right. I'm sure, you know, yeah, much like Robert Downey Jr. probably mm-hmm. was. Yeah. Um, yeah, but what, what I was uh, going to say was that they, they're really weird with that because they recasted those two actors. And mm-hmm. then, um, you know, we had the tragic passing of uh, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, that was sad. And then they were like, well, we're not going to recast T'Challa out of respect for Chadwick Boseman. Right, we're right. just going to try to rewrite Black Panther 2 uh, and, and have him die like off screen, which is really strange. But whatever it is, what it is. Yeah. Um, but then like William Hurt died, who played Thaddeus Ross. And they recast him, or not yet, obviously, but he will be recast by Harrison Ford. It's yes, just kind of right. strange. So I'm just like, so you have all of these recasts that have happened, um, but then you're like, well, they're like, they're like, we're going to cancel the Kang storyline. I, I may have a, you know, supposedly, and this is all coming from internet rumors and sources, right? Mm-hmm. That in his contract, he had that nobody else could play him, so he wasn't playing the same character against another person playing that same character because of the multiverse. Oh, saga, a variant right? thing. Yeah. So, so in his contract, he can't he can sue if they recast, possibly. Possibly. So, but they also have in a lot of those um, things, from what I understand, is that if you, you know, if if somebody gets into trouble and can't make it to the screenings and stuff, then they can be, um, what's the term, like then they can be fired and cut from the, the program, you know? Right. So, I mean, it's a kind of a two way street with that, but maybe they, they use that clause without, you know, contractually breaking like the, the company's in the clear there. And, right. And, and, you know, yeah. Yeah. It was just, it was just weird to me. Uh, and maybe that's accurate. Maybe it's in his contract that he can't be recast or something. And yeah. if that's the case, then I understand like not moving forward, but um, there's been some talk of like shifting to Dr. Doom or something as the main well, baddie. So, um, no hard evidence yet on any of that sort of stuff, but they have been talking about using a different big bad for some of these things. And, you know, depending on who you, you talk to screen crush or whatever, they're all about like, you know, they could bring back red skull. They could do a whole bunch. Of, there's a lot of theories on who could come in. Doom could obviously come in, but they really want Dr. Doom. The, the fans really want Dr. Doom to be done correctly mm-hmm. on screen. So bringing him in kind of late in the game might be a little silly, even though he's, he's just such a major part of the comics, right? Like right. he needs to come in like Thanos and win and kick butt and, and do well, you know, for the franchise. And then there could be a whole bunch of Dr. Doom stuff, you know, because hmm. he also wears a mask too. So they've talked about the high evolutionary coming back, you know, things like that. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see know. how, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, difficult to say, but yeah. yeah. The MCU, MCU is just kind of whatever. To me. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I've got a superhero thing for you. Go ahead. Uh, a question. Um, so James Gunn, there's a little article about this, but mm-hmm. this is a Superman thing. DC, not EU, but just DC in general. Um, so there's like a controversy that I was unaware of, man, about super Superman wearing trunks or not wearing trunks in his costume. <laughs> uh, have you ever heard of this? Um, I mean, yeah, this was a big debate like back when they, after they did, uh, I don't quote me on this. You know, Charles will know better than me, but I'm pretty sure like when they rebooted everything after the flashpoint comic book series, okay. the new Superman did not have trunks. Like, and he doesn't in the comics anymore. And, and that reflected in man of steel. Yeah. No trunks. Yeah. His suit still looks cool though. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I think it, for a lot of people, like myself included, it was just, it was always just this kind of strange um, aesthetic thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. He's so got it, red it, trunks on his blue suit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it just it just took some getting used to, to like, 
they'll look at Superman and not see the trunks there. You know what I mean? Right. Instead right. of just see it, just see a blue bodysuit with no trunks. Which um, bodysuit man? Yeah. <laughs> Was that a Seinfeld episode? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Like I've always been kind of firmly in the trunks camp. Okay. But I. But I, I, it's not that big a deal to me. Like, okay, yeah. okay, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is this because apparently um, he said something like, "You wouldn't believe the amount of pleading and how how upset people get based around trunks or no trunks." He's like, "To me, it's not the most important aspect it's, of Superman. It's really not, or, you know, his story." But he's like, "Lots of strong feelings out there." Yeah, it's interesting. I've never heard that argument before. I thought it was kind of funny, and I figured if anybody could weigh into it, it would be, it would be you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm a long time Superman we'll fan, but it's like it's like do do I do I appreciate like looking at Superman and seeing that he has like the classic trunks? Sure. Does yeah. it really make that big a difference? No. Okay. Cool. Yeah. We'll we'll have to see what Comic Man's opinion. All is right. On we'll, that. we'll we'll ask him trunks or no trunks. Yeah. What else you got? I got uh, just one last little thing here. Um, some retroactive news. Kind of. Ooh. Kind of. Kind of a. Uh, Christmassy movie. <laughs> not really. It's not at all, actually. <laughs> um, Kurt Russell reminisced uh, in a recent interview on the ending of John Carpenter's The Thing, which was 41 years ago. Awesome. Um, and so just a, a quick a little cliff note, if you're like, great film. maybe if you're a little bit younger listening to this, you've never heard of this movie. Um, this movie came out in 1982, starring mm-hmm. Kurt Russell. The premise of the movie is, a team of researchers set out to study an alien spacecraft found in Antarctica where they also discover an alien body on the site. The alien buried in ice is actually alive and has the ability to imitate human form. The group must find a way to distinguish who the real person is from the thing and stay alive. Um, John, John Carpenter's 1982 film is a remake of the 1951's The Thing from Another World and stars Kurt Russell. So, um, if you've never seen this movie before, um, spoiler alert, I'm going to go ahead and spoil the ending okay. for you, um, because that's kind of what this article, it's, it's Kurt Russell. Isn't is. that Keith David at the end with him? Uh, is it? I, I don't know. So, maybe. I don't um, so this is just a little, you know, I don't want to play it too much of it because of, you know, copyright reasons and stuff, copyright. but here's, here's a little clip now, now in, in the ending, I think there's only two men left alive at this thing in, at this, uh, base in Antarctica and like, you know, mass chaos has happened. Um, but the thing can be anybody cause he inhabits the right. body. So like he takes it over and it's a, kind a of, crazy it's movie. a very ambiguous ending where you're kind of left to wonder like, is it are you know, which one of these two men is the thing or what, did they kill it? Right? Or did they kill it? Right. Or, or none of them think, but they're both, they like, burn it up, right? they're both paranoid of each other or one of them actually is the thing. You just don't know. Right. You know what I mean? So this is, that's what's so scary about it. That's yeah. So here's, here's a clip from, uh, from the ending of the thing. Well, what do we do? Why don't we just wait here for a little while? See what happens. And then they fade to black. Hold on. And they're just staring at each other. Just to see what happens. Just to see what happens. That's wild. Anyway, so that's um, so that's kind of the iconic ending of the thing, because you don't really know what happens there. Right. Um, so the thing's ending sees Kurt Russell's uh, McReady. Is that the character's name? McReady? And Keith David's. Okay, so it is Keith David's oh, yeah. child as the only survivors with the final scene not providing a definitive answer as to which one is the alien. Russell reveals that John Carpenter in this interview was initially hesitant to include an ending that brought audiences, quote, back to square one, but that it emerged as the best possible conclusion. The thing's ambiguous ending is part of why the film has remained so memorable and debated 
all these years later. Yeah. So I've, I just recently watched another, uh, retrospective on this movie because mm-hmm. I, I like to revisit this movie every once in a while. I, I don't even know why we, that came up and why well, I looked at it, well, but there's, there's crazy fan theories on both sides right. that think they've got it figured out. So like it some think it's Keith David. Some say it's, it's Kurt Russell. Right. And there's one of them is breathing. And like, what do you call that when you breathe? Like not smoke out, but like, it's, uh, I mean, well, if, like if, you the, can air, see your if the air is yeah. colder than yeah. your breath and yeah. they notice, but it could just be a filming thing. Like it just happened that one of the guys wasn't, breathing like a heavy, like you couldn't see his during breath. the film, during and, the shot or and whatever. the other guy you could. So yeah. it, they're like, well, the guy with no breath is obviously the thing. Right. 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 You know, um, which is cool. Like I, I like those little things in movies that can make you think. You know? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, it's pretty fun. Yeah, most definitely. Um, and like I said, it's it spouted a lot of fan theories and stuff. And like I've seen some of these things on TikTok and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's wild, like people going to detail. They're like, if you zoom in the shot here and this scene too, you'll see this, which leads to this, which means that this guy is definitely the thing. You right know on. what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Um, so I mean, so like forty-one years later, like people are still like debating the ending, which is really funny. But this is what Kurt Russell had to say in a uh, recent interview on Josh Horowitz's Happy sad confused podcast and i'm, I'm <laughs> that's gonna, a great name <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm quoting kurt russell here he says we talked about that the ending of the movie john and i for a long long time okay we trade ideas for the end write it out and it was one of those things where john was concerned about it doing a movie that you would see for two hours plus that brings you back to square one. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. No closure, right? No, no closure. We finally got to a point where we tried different things, and I just remember finally saying, how about this one? And we'd try it, and I said, John, I think this comes back to square one. I think that's what it does. The only thing I could do was finish it with, why don't we just sit here for a while and see what happens? It worked. It was the right thing that it called. It was the right thing to be called for. It's fun to hear people talk about that. I must say, that's a fun one. So Kurt yeah. Russell still satisfied with the ending all these years later. Nice. That's that's good to hear. Yeah. 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 That was a that was such a iconic movie. And I know uh, there's fans of the original, right? That that are that are, you know, in that camp too. Like mm-hmm. you know, some people didn't like it because it's a lot more. Um, uh, visually, visual effects were were pretty intense. You know, yeah. for that time and, and pretty cool. Yeah. Wild, yeah, a little bit of body horror going on. I love that. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that's it for news. Kind of a slow news week, but it was kind, yeah. of, kind of fun. But uh, we we're gonna get back to some Christmas stuff now for uh, our Christmas reviews. Yeah. Um, so we uh, we we both did uh, we we did two reviews. I I have he has uh, he has a little retroactive little retro Christmas review. I, I have do. a new Christmas review. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, we're just going to stack them up real quick. So you actually went to the theater to see an old, old Christmas movie because they did. were showing in theaters. They, I think that's cool. They brought it back in the theaters for like a week or two. Or yeah, whatever. that's pretty yeah. cool. Um, yeah, I went and saw Die Hard. What did you see? I watched uh, Merry Little Batman. So do you want to say out with the old and in with the new and do yours first? or Not whichever. It doesn't matter to yeah, me. Yeah, I'm good either way. Yeah. Um, I'm going to keep mine pretty short and sweet. So I watched um, yeah, Amazon TV did uh, did a little holiday special called Merry Little Batman. So this is, a, this is an animated Batman Christmas special. Yeah. And in it, uh, this revolves around um, um, Batman's in it, but really the the star of the show is Damian Wayne. So if you know in the comic books, Damian Wayne is not only Robin, like the current Robin, okay. but he's also Bruce Wayne's son. Oh, okay. Um, cool. Yeah. So Bruce Wayne's son is Robin. So this is, uh, this is about eight-year-old Damian Wayne just wants to be a superhero like his dad, which is really funny because like in that the comic cool. books, like Damian Wayne is like like trained by the league of shadows. And he is like, he's 
a murderous little. I mean, I don't want to say murderous, but like he's he's very cold and calculating. You okay. know what I mean? At eight or just uh, later I think on? He's he's a little bit older. Okay, in yeah. this in this version of the story, he's eight years old and like just wants to be like dad. You okay, know, kind this of thing. is cool. Yeah, I like this. Um, because this is a very it's a very like family kind family of thing, yeah. kind of comedy kind of different take on Batman. So to his disappointment. Batman, at this point in time, has completely rid Gotham City of crime. All of the supervillains are either locked up or forced into retirement. And there's, uh, you know, he wants to go be a superhero, but there's nothing to go superhero, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, real, no real crime of Gotham to speak of, which leaves Batman to kind of hover over his son like this sort of helicopter dad, this overprotective helicopter dad, cool. so pretty much. So he gives Damien a utility belt full of safety equipment. Um <laughs> That's awesome. And then he's called away uh, by ju- on Justice League business on Christmas Eve. Hmm. So this kind of leaves uh, leaves the setup for the story. Um, so this leaves Damien alone with Alfred on Christmas Eve, and uh, he devises a plan to get Alfred out of the house so he could go look for Dad's utility belt. So like he gets Alfred out of the house and taking a taking a, a, basically pulling a page right from Home Alone, the bad guys show up. Like, uh, and then it turns out like these robbers work for the Joker and they're like, they're, they're out to steal Christmas. Like just happen to come to Wayne Manor because it's a great place to rob basically. Um, so I'm going to get to the good and the bad things, things I liked about it, things I didn't like about it. Um, you know, I don't, I'm not going to spoil it or anything, but this is just, this is just a really cute, fun, like iteration of Batman. Fun little Christmas movie. Uh, Luke Wilson does the voice of Batman in this and, uh. Uh, it was written by Morgan Evans, who uh, wrote for Teen Titans Go. So this is not his, uh, you know, his first go around for this one. Yeah, and he's, it's just, he's got some experience there, yeah. Yeah. So it, and it just kind of puts together like a really fun little animated awesome. movie that borrows heavily from Home Alone. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's really it's a lot like Home Alone, okay, you know, nice. but you, with like with Batman's son, you know, yeah. messing with the robbers essentially. Yeah, I like that. Um, and the one bad thing I had to say about it is uh, the animation style, and this is just really weird. And maybe oh. maybe it's just it's kind of like very kiddie style and stuff maybe it's just my age i still managed to enjoy the movie but um uh yeah but that was it merry little batman that was the one that i watched that sounds pretty good man yeah um i'm just gonna read what what i got here retroact uh, i don't think we have to worry about spoiling Die yeah Hard. we're not yeah spoiler alert for a however 30 something yeah old movie. very old um anyway all right let me read this now so i, I saw Die Hard. okay Die Hard and his exquisite script and screenplay that has set forth an entire genre of action movies that we still hold dear to this day I recently had the pleasure not only to sit down with my family and watch our yearly screening of it, but I also saw it in a movie theater for the first time in my life. This movie is not only a great action tale full of suspenseful moments, strained romantic relationships, high-end action, and some of the most well-known one-liners in cinematic history, it sports one of the best ensemble casts of full of amazing performances by the likes of would-be stars, or rather soon-to-be mm-hmm. in most cases, uh, both action heroes and well-known villains alike, not to mention a lovable police officer father figure that has bought, brought joy to thousands of families throughout the end of the 80s and well into the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you know who I'm referring to yes. there. Um, all right, so the synopsis. Basically, a New York cop is taken completely out of his element and thrust in the heart of Los Angeles in a confined space at the top of a skyscraper owned by the Nakatobi Corporation. Of course. Where he has to save not only his estranged wife, but her co-workers that are taken hostage by an extremely sophisticated group of criminals whose motivations, capabilities, tactics, and plans are so slowly revealed by John McClane and to the audience as the movie goes on as he battles relentlessly against mm-hmm. them. All right, using only his wit and cunning... 
Lincoln, <laughs> Larinard, <laughs> uh, and some holiday cheer. He takes down a roller coaster ride that is one of the best Christmas movies of all time. I know there's a debate there. Yeah. All right. Um, but my normal thing, film quality, this movie holds up, man. It held, it held oh, really sure it well does. in the theater. Um, it's kind of gritty, yet, you know, it's not stunning. It really captures the scale of everything. Like, there is a, a scene where you see the Nakatomi building and you can see the smog in LA that it's known for. Yeah. And it's kind of neat. I just noticed that. And I was like, oh, that's neat. Um, and, uh, it, you know, like I said, it captures the scale. It keeps the uh, viewer tied into like some of the minute details mm-hmm. that keep the film moving and the plot points shifting. So it's both intriguing and perfectly captures the story without any added nonsense, I'd say. Um, directing, so this is directed by John McTiernan, and it truly is a masterclass in filmmaking and action movies in general. Um, you might know his other works as he directed the movie Predator a year right, prior, which is course. also one of the greatest action movies ever. Um, and his other works include The Hunt for Red October, Medicine Man, Last Action Hero, Die Hard with a Vengeance, mm-hmm. The Thomas Crown Affair, The 13th Warrior, classic, Rollerball, basic, and as recent <laughs> as 2021, he did Last Action Hero deleted and alternate scenes and Last Action Hero alternate Last ending. Last Action Hero. Yeah. That's great. I love it. Might have needed an alternate ending. I don't remember <laughs> exactly how that ended. Uh, sound. Hey, it's a great big action movie. It sounded a little dated in the theater I watched in, but that could be the theater's fault. I haven't had any of those sound issues on a surround sound or anything like that, so it's it's appropriate for the movie for the time. And, uh, and sure, and the score's pretty good with some classic Christmas songs like Let It Snow, Let It Snow, Let It Snow. Jingle Bell Rock. Uh, things like that. Mm-hmm. And my favorite run DMC jam, Christmas and Hollis. Um, <laughs> Hans also hum, hums like the character Hans. Alan Rickman uh, hums a classic song throughout the film a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, which is a nice nod to the season, right? Um, acting. I said, holy crap, this is an amazing cast. It delivers memorable performances by everyone in the film, um, whether it's the cutoffs between Johnson and Johnson or uh, the continuation of a six month old fight between John and Holly, everything is well paced in the dialogue to, uh, uh, to a degree that you seldom see in film anymore. Um, it's just, it's just really good. I mean, that was Alan Rickman's first movie. He got into acting kind of late and you know, everybody knows him as professor Snape. Of course he's been a bad guy in a bunch of stuff and he's really good at there. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, this is uh, where I guess I kind of leave you with the question of uh, what your favorite moment in the film is. And uh, is this, oh, in fact, a Christmas movie, right? Like, I mean, it's, that's an easy question. Like, it's, it's your favorite Al- Alan Rickman falling off of Nakatomi <laughs> Falls. I mean, that's, 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 that's the scene. Well, well let's d- discuss that real quick. So, you know, they um, at, at the end of the, the scene, John, it, the, the book's a little bit different, right? Um, but they undo a watch and Alan Rickman ends up falling to his, uh, his demise, right? Right. Um, the director actually released his safety harness early to get like a more legitimate reaction from him. Mm-hmm. So like when you see the look on his face, why it's so like unique to that, it's cause it's real. He's like, Oh crap, I'm falling. You right. know? And uh, so you get a really cool look there. And that, apparently he was so mad. He didn't this, talk to him for the rest of the day. So like, I've heard that. I've heard that said before. Like, is that a true story? Like, yes. That's, that's apparently funny. a true story. I'm going to let you go was, on three, one, two. Pissed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That kind of thing. Right. Um, and, and, you know, it's great. I, I, for one, think it is a Christmas movie and I'm going to continue to watch it every year come hell or high water. But, uh, and, and, you know, you can talk about the impacts and I'm done with the review part. There's no bad. I don't really have bad. It's just a great movie. Yeah. Um, the impact has had like people have called what is it, everything from speed is die hard on a bus and yeah. under siege is die hard <laughs> on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> Air force one's die hard on a plane, die hard on another plane. Snakes <laughs> on a plane is die hard on a plane with, with snakes. snakes. Yeah. <laughs> like, you see, and people have like a whole bunch of those things that, um, which is pretty funny, but it really did kind of, kind of uh, cement some really cool stuff in the, in the film mm-hmm. genre in general, you know, it's pretty Absolutely. fun. Yeah. I mean, we have things like, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily like taken and stuff like that, but the one man, you know, mm-hmm. army against all odds type thing. It's right. definitely a, that's, that's a definitely a trope, but it's an awesome trope. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, totally, man. 
but yeah, I think it's great. Get out there, see it. And uh, I mean, there's a ton of other great Christmas movies as well. Yeah, you, know? you don't have to get out there. You can do it in your home. Like, it's, yeah, the movie's stream. been out for a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. If you can't stream it, you can definitely buy it. I'm yeah. Sure. yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Sweet, man. It's a nice little uh, nostalgic Christmas review. Yeah, I th- an and old and a new. I know they do other movies periodically, like in some theaters where they re-release them. Or not, that's not the right term, but they put them in back in theaters yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit. Like, I think I, that's they a did pretty like, cool thing. I, mean, I was in high school. I think it was like Wizard of Oz. They did like oh, a that's cool. re-release. Yeah. And then, you know, when we were in high school, also like they re-released the Star Wars trilogy. You know, and so that was like That's before awesome. before the prequels came out. They did yeah, that. they did like a, but they actually updated those, didn't they? Yeah, it was, like that, it was, it was the uh, yeah, it was the the updated version, the Snyder cut, <laughs> no. the Lucas cut, uh, the, yeah, the, the director's cut. And uh, I I hope that you know because we talk about like physical media and stuff, people are excited about that possibly coming back, which I still think is weird, but. Um, you know, things like that where movie theaters put the old movies back in the theater. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. kind of yeah. cool. Give people a reason to get out of the house. Awesome. Especially since movies are only in there for like a week now. And then yeah, I know. It's crazy. it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that, uh, that's going to wrap up brews, news, and reviews. But we got a special Christmas uh, Christmas segment we're going to do with uh, Comic Man. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. So This should be cool. Yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, send it. All right. Comic Man from Baltimore. He's got more books than a comic store. From X-Men to Fantastic Four. All the sagas he's explored. It's time to check in with Comic Man. And we got Comic Man on the line. Comic Man, happy holidays to you. Hey, happy holidays, guys. What's going on? Um, Not much, man. We're just uh, sitting here recording the Christmas special, and uh, we're happy to have you back on on with us for another round of comic talk. Yeah. So you know, last time I uh, yeah. talked to you guys, I was uh, I was in the running for being a coach, and now I'm officially can say I'm the hey. uh, JV softball coach. Congratulations! Uh, yeah, congratulations! So, That's fantastic. So, those kids are so screwed. <laughs> yeah, they got no idea what's coming. <laughs> Laps. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a busy March. <laughs> it's gonna be like, take, like take a lap. <laughs> I'm just picturing like major pain, clo- you know, like coaching uh, softball practice. Got them got them all yeah. bar- out in the field, buried up to their heads while he throws, sprinkles water <laughs> it's on. Be pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that'll like, be awesome. How is this helping them? It's building character. <laughs> they win the yes. world championship somehow, and they're only in high school. Literally like, yeah. World Series. <laughs> they're, they're Who's your favorite X Men? <laughs> yeah. no, maybe four Avengers for dropping in each one. Nice. <laughs> well, uh, I thought it would be fun to. Uh, so what's talk. going on, guys? Yeah, well, so uh, since we're we're doing the comic books or the uh, Christmas the, the Christmas special, special and, and as pertains to comic books, so uh, we're going to talk about uh, Santa Claus himself, which uh, ah. I, apparently Marvel couldn't resist but to write uh, Santa Claus into. The Marvel Universe, That's which awesome. is kind of funny. So uh, a little bit of backstory here, and I'm sure Charles will be able to chime in. So Santa Claus uh, in the Marvel Universe is one of the most powerful mutants. What? In the Mar- I'm not making this up. <laughs> it first appeared in Strange Tales in 1955. Oh, He's wow. had a lot of different iterations over the years, but these are some of his powers. Ready? He warps reality. He is immortal. <laughs> he can levitate. He can alter his own appearance... Uh, or the appearance of people around him, teleportation, super hearing, and then on Christmas Eve, his powers are boosted, and he has uh, super strength. He has a, a magic sack, which is a tesseract 
that holds a storage dimension, like for all the okay, presents and toys sense, and stuff. Yeah. And uh, and apparently his uh, how does he fit down his the, uh... elves are descended from uh, Asgardian elves. Oh, wicked! <laughs> so that's uh, he's been used a lot over the years. Um, and so there's I, I've got a couple of uh, story points or like storylines that they've used. Uh, Santa Claus in so um, Charles, feel free to chime in on on any of these that you know. Um, let's okay. see, we have uh, in one of his first stories uh, goes back to can can you say I don't know like can can I talk about the funny mustache man from World War II like can I say his name because you got to be real careful with that. If you're allowed to, but that his, guy, his name starts yeah. with with Just H and guy. rhymes with yeah. Smittler. Don't right? be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, in a, in one comic book storyline, um, Smittler calls for uh, Santa Claus to be captured to destroy U.S. morale. Oh um, wow! And then FDR sent Nick Fury, <laughs> Cap, and Bucky to rescue Santa. So this is what? which is kind of like, why does he need to be rescued? Like, Dude, if he's that powerful. Um, Santa saved New York City from Hatemonger, who is a clone of Smittler, apparently. Wow. There is uh, another storyline uh, where uh, Charles Xavier fo- locates him on Cerebro and detects that he is like the most powerful mutant ever registered on on Christmas that's Eve. The, that's the first time I really get him being a mutant. That was back in like '91. That was Scott yeah. Lobdell writing that for like a <laughs> holiday special. Nice. That's, of course, you know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so this prompts both uh, the X Men and the Brotherhood to go investigate this like really, really powerful mutant. And it leads the both of them to like start this fight. And uh, Santa, who is having like none of it, just like teleports both sides of them, like back to their respective homes okay. and erases their memories <laughs> from, <laughs> wow. from this. Yeah, it was, I think I think it was called something like like the miracle down the block from Thirty Fourth Street or near Thirty Fourth Street. It was it That's was it was hilarious. like a play on the movie. It was it was something like that. It was, it was like for like a like a holiday anthology. It's like Cerebro like spiked up, and, and not only is he a mutant, but he's an Omega level. Oh, yeah. nice! So Omega is the highest class of mutant. This is yeah. great. Isn't there something else uh, I, I read? And I don't know if this is uh, if, if this pertains to DC, but isn't he like? Um, isn't he actually the spirit of Odin or something to that effect? They, it's it's kind of unclear. I think they just since they don't ever really plan on using it, they kind of just do what they want to. Like I know, like in DC, um, he's definitely connected to like because because of like you know, North Pole and all that mm-hmm. stuff. You know, like like um, we we get we get him not much in DC, but like in in more recent years, uh, he encountered Black Adam. It was like Niklaus, like some like. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, Niklaus of like Mirror or something like that. It was, it was a wizard that was hidden in the city of ice. He's like a frost giant almost and stuff like that. But it was wow. like he couldn't um, he couldn't fight him, you know. And 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 uh, it was it was. Uh, he, but uh, Black Adam like you know finally convinced him that like you know he could, you know he had to give children to like he had to give gifts to, like all the kids in his like country of Kandak and like he got a lump. <laughs> he, and he's like, I'll be willing to take a lump of coal if you if, if that's what it takes. So like, <laughs> it's not Saint Nick, but it is you know sort of thing. Right. But uh, but yeah, I mean they just they play with it. You know, it's it's one of those things where like you know like Deadpool will run into him, or, like you know someone will just <laughs> it's always like thrown out there just just in passing, just enough to be funny, just yeah. enough to be you know just enough to be silly. That's cool. <laughs> We have uh, there's another storyline where he uses his uh, knowledge of everyone in the world because of course he has his naughty and his nice list. He's you know got that sort of that he's got that power, um, and so he I guess in this storyline and maybe you can tell me a little bit more about it. He um, 
becomes a detective named Nick St. Christopher, which I guess is kind of like a mashup Saint between St. Nick. Nick, but also Chris Kringle. Yeah, yeah. Nick St. Christopher and works alongside She-Hulk solving crimes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and then um, and then there's, uh, finally, I have, there's another storyline where uh, Santa's sleigh goes down while delivering presents on Christmas Eve over Latveria and actually convinces Dr. Doom really? to go take over the role of Santa Claus for the night. That's pretty wild. <laughs> So I don't know. I think if, I actually remember that do, one do, with uh, with Doctor Doom. <laughs> just because, because, just because Doctor Doom like wearing the hat, like that's just the image <laughs> I can remember, like more than anything, you know. Because it's it's it's, it's, like, it's, like, so well, it's just like so. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like so far out of character for him. Um, and but and, I mean, it goes to show you sometimes he can be a good guy, right? Doctor Doom. Well, they've they've kind of written him in a couple of different ways, right? Like, I mean, he's like sometimes he's uh, you know. He's always he's always a hero in his own mind, right? Like he's he's doing. Well, he's he's actually a hero. Like even in like there was there was a a series there was an event called uh, the Doom War where he was he took over he took over Wakanda Mm because he was uh, it was this this is when Shuri became Black Panther in the comics, which laid the groundwork for her becoming um, Black Panther in the movies. Okay, Um, but in the in the comics, he he injures he gravely injures T'Challa. So T'Challa is out of the picture for a bit, and it leads uh, it leads Shuri to think that it's suspected it might have been Namor. So like Shuri takes on Namor, and mm-hmm. that doesn't go well for her. He just beats her ass. <laughs> um, but then they realize that like they're both being played. That once it's being it's Doom, and so he needed him off the ta- off the table so he can go into like uh, into what's the guy? I keep saying Lavaria, but that's where he's from. Mm-hmm. But Wakanda. into Wakanda. And he goes into Wakanda, and there's this whole special vault that they have set up that protects their entire. Um, their entire vibranium stores, and it's like some of the locks are physical, some like require like DNA sequencing. Oh, wow. Some of them are mystical, and the final lock is the Panther God Bast that gives the Black Panther their power, oh, gives their blessing. Okay. Looks over him and is like, "I will judge and see if you're worthy of having this, you know, particular thing." And the the Panther God looks into him and sees that for all of the horrible things that he's done. He truly believes in his heart of hearts that everything he's done is for the greater good of mankind. His ultimate goal is maybe as a dictator, but it's so that everything is peaceful, everything is ordered right, because right. of the way he sees himself and the genuine purity in his thoughts, she grants him access to the vaults. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. But um then T'Challa, of course, you know, has a plan for that and he um he does something that renders all of the vibranium inert. <laughs> and you know, it crashes. It crashes their economy a little bit, but it Fair prevents enough. it from falling to Doom's hands. So mm-hmm. it was. It was. It was a pretty cool little story. It was called a uh, Doom War. Jonathan Madbury was the writer. He um, he's a he's a writer of like most of like fiction novels dealing right. with uh, the, the Joe Ledger series. I think it is. He does a lot. There are like a lot of zombie, um, like zombie apocalypse, almost like Resident Evil type stuff. Okay, that he writes. Um, I read a couple of his like his like prose novels. That's, that's the only reason I knew of him was because of this issue with these issues that he did. He took over for uh, Reginald Hudland from Black Panther, mm-hmm. and they did a couple issues together. Then he did six issues by himself, and then did the six issue Doom War. You know, mm-hmm. like little like no mini series. Nice. And um, but yeah, that was that was um, that was that was a, that was a pretty cool little run. But that that's when we first saw Shuri take over the role of uh, of of the Panther. Cool. Okay. And she stayed there until uh, Thanos's uh, forces killed nice. her. Nice, mm. very cool. So, yeah. There's nothing he little, doesn't little know. Black Panther. Yeah, I know, right? I <laughs> yeah. love it. Well, 
<laughs> so, uh, yeah, just as a little side note, because I was looking it up while you were talking here, uh, the name of the, the, the book where Dr. Doom becomes Santa is, or takes over for Santa is uh, from 1989 book, if I'm reading this correctly, called I'll Be, wow. Doom, I'll Be Doom for Christmas. It was a while back. <laughs> yeah. I'll Be, I'll be Doom I'll be Doom for Christmas. He becomes Santa Doom and uh, goes Santa out. Doom. And, of course, when he, like, reaches New York City, like, the heroes all attack him thinking that he's up to no good when really he's just trying to be Santa Claus. And uh, ultimately there's like a little girl that like breaks up the fight and, you know, convinces like the superheroes of his intentions essentially. And so when he gets back, Santa, this is so silly. Santa gives him a, uh, the one thing he never got as a child, which was a teddy bear. And so like the, <laughs> the last, like the last thing you see, like the last panel is uh Dr. Doom hugging this teddy bear that he didn't get as a boy. <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. <laughs> Sometimes they go into some silliness. That's... Some, some, yeah. Some... Well, when, What's that? When Deadpool dealt with them because of, uh, there was an elf named Tinsel <laughs> with uh, Deadpool and Tinsel was like, you know, mad that like, you know, like all of the things that was happening and because, um, he wanted to, uh, get santa to bring in outsiders to cut costs mm-hmm. <laughs> but um but santa, but santa wouldn't do it because he was like no my m- money's not about the motivation i'm not i'm not going to sell myself off like mm-hmm. you know stuff like that so like you have this whole situation where like you know santa you know like everything is like you know being he's he's all these lies are being spread about him like you no know, tinsel's talking all this trash and like mm-hmm. they have to shutter the factories oh, and wow. um you know, Santa's like let himself go. He's like this like crazy guy, like wearing like no clothes and a cape. <laughs> like he's like he's like he's like all like he's like one of those like like really strong like one of those, one of those like like thin jacks, like a guy who looks like he's like strung out, but like he's like you can see like every like a little bit of muscle on him. Like, mm-hmm. You know, he's like really lean. Um, but yeah, like you no know, Deadpool. Uh, you know, Deadpool tracks down you know Tinsel and like you no know, stops. <laughs> it's like really really insane. It's, it's what you expect from a Deadpool comic. Yeah. That's, that's that I mean yeah that's fun, yeah. yeah I'm complete with him breaking the fourth wall I'm sure well, of course so, yeah. yeah but that's uh that's great hey while I got you on the line here uh did you uh did you get a chance to watch Merry Little Batman I didn't yeah oh, okay. we we've actually been uh having a uh, some Comcast issues since Friday that like I was on the phone for five hours with Comcast customer service last night yeah mm. and that was a slap in the tickle I'll tell you that was a good time <laughs> oh, <is> that? <laughs> it, was, it was a lot so uh so hopefully it's up and running right now um but yeah, I, I, mean, was, it's, I was like, I mean, yeah, I mean, well, your kids are probably a little bit older. So they're like, I mean, I watched it knowing full well that it's like a kid's movie and stuff, but uh, it was cute. It was, it was worth watching. I think fun little, fun little Batman watch home it, home. And I think when, yeah, it, we, we were going to watch it. Then when we saw like, I think it was like one of like the thumbnails on it, like on HBO, it had like the, the, the buck tooth, like really weird. It reminded yeah. me of like um, the Louis Anderson cartoon, like from back in the day. Okay. And I was, I was, I was like, I am not down at this animation. I don't know if I can even watch it. Yeah, that was the one <laughs> so thing I talked about. We decided was... to skip it because even Melanie was like, "Oh, oh shit, oh, that could be." Uh, let's kind of see. So <laughs> we we kind of judged the book by its cover. <laughs> yeah, <quick. clears throat> that's funny. Fun. Cool. All right. Oh well. Um, before, oh, I did have a question for oh, you. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you got a question? I got yeah. I got a, a question. This uh, 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 not Zack Snyder, but um. James Gunn. James Gunn was talking about this the other day. There's yeah, apparently, this is apparently a, 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 a debate a, that has been going on. For I don't a mean long to cut time. you off. No, you're good. But the, ever since they rebooted Superman's image, and this, yeah, because yeah, we talked about this on Bruce News and Reviews, and we're like, all right, before we get off with Charles today, we're gonna have to like ask him exactly. his take on this. Yeah. So this is a costuming thing with Superman, and a lot of people are fighting on both sides of this. He wears pants 
you know, trunks or where's no trunks. Trunks or no trunks. Yeah. So basically it's trunks or no trunks. And I was wondering where you stand on this. Uh, on the trunks, no trunks debate. <laughs> I've, I've always like, you know, it's, I don't know if it's because of like the bias of growing up with it being the trunks for, you know, for, for over half a century. Right. You know, it would overall, it, they, they did remove the trunks when the new 52 happens post flashpoint. It was nothing. And the uniform, like, it just, it looked dumb because there was like nothing to break it up it was like blue blue. yeah yeah it it was it was and and we saw we saw a little bit of that in in a movie because in in the uh you know in the in the dcu that like no he didn't have the the red trunks you know know, and so it 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 makes it just look very like plain it makes him look like he's just wearing like a onesie which he essentially is yeah (laughs) but the you know as dumb as the out or the underwear on the outside is can't be really technically called underwear because it's not being under outerwear yeah it was always cool to just break up the color because you see a lot of heroes do that like a lot of different ones like you know whether it's taskmaster right. or you know like there, there's it's it's always just to break up the the, the, the coloration color yeah it's like a style that. stylized thing yeah for sure yeah it's it's, it's and so I'm, i mean i'm all f- I, I i prefer and i know that after um so when flashpoint wound up ending yeah definitely so yeah definitely i, I would definitely be team trunks so, okay. you know, if, if i but it's definitely team trunks okay all right team trunks all right <laughs> There you go. Yeah, I'll I, take I, care that's, of it. that's that's I've I've always it, it's I mean I, I, again part of it's because like you know you grow up and that's all you've seen you know right. I mean, it was it was trunks until the new fifty two so mm-hmm. I mean it was never there was never a time you didn't have them I guess right. I it was didn't just, really kind notice. of just used yeah. to it yeah exactly but again like if you when you it, it was one of those things like when you saw the new fifty two uniform it was so jarring that he wasn't wearing it because it was just this wall of blue right and right. there was just nothing there to like break especially since his like boots like weren't like like the new fifty two superman had a very very monochrome outfit for the most part hmm. mm-hmm. and yeah. he didn't he didn't look the same like you know but he his cape was red he had a red belt I don't know why the red belt is any different from having red pants, but he doesn't need to put anything in his belt, and there's nothing keeping his pants up. It's his warm right. uniform. Yeah. So why it's not know? like a so Batman they, belt, right? Yeah. So at least, yeah, I mean, at least they threw something in the middle section just to give that sort of like, you know, at least because under the same principle, let's break up the, you know, let's let's have the belt. But he looked cool. Yeah. Because that's because Jim Lee was drawing. I would look cool if Jim Lee. Was <laughs> so, you know, it's like, come on. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Fine. I thought that was kind See, that's, of a, that was kind of my take on it. I was yeah. like, well, you know, I prefer the trunks to be there just because of the aesthetic of it. But I mean, if it's not there, I'm not going to throw a fit about it. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was kind of funny. I, I was like, oh, man, I got to ask these guys about this. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 one of those like little like. It's it's one of the funny little arguments in and it's it's been happening like even before like he lost the trunks. I remember when the when when he when they took the uh, the, the trunks away, people were like like devastated, and some people were like suddenly like finally he doesn't have no. It's, it's like what you really cared about this all this time and hanging yeah. on to this and that you're so, so that you're so celebratory now. This <laughs> old old Batman had like blue trunks with the gray suit, right? Yeah, yeah well they got yeah, rid of Batman's it, trunks too, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, it's it's been and 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 Batman lost his trunks. You know, like huh. everyone, like you know. Everyone lost their marriages and their pants <laughs> when all, the new fifty two happens. All at the same time. Wow. It was it was it was it was like oh it's new fifty two, nobody wears underwear on the outside, also no one's married. <laughs> you're well, all ba- you're all swinging bachelors. <laughs> Maybe that's why they, they don't have trunks anymore. I don't know. <laughs> Well, it was funny with Superman because they not only, they broke up they broke up the Lois and Clark situation, and they had Lois dating this random guy John, who mm-hmm. like worked at the uh, at, at the uh, Jelly Planet with her, and then like after a while they just stopped writing John. 
John mm-hmm. was like the daughter from Family Matters. Like John yeah, left Judy just one disappeared year, one day. Was never mentioned. He never mentioned again. Yeah, maybe like Judy, he'll show up in porn someday down the road. I don't know. I don't know oh, how man. that works. That's what happened to her. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I, it's it's just funny because like they just they they stopped mentioning him and just stopped writing him, and he just and, and no one cared. He just, it was just kind of like he went to his room one day there. and he never came yep. home. Oh wow. Well, it's it's like Mary Jane Watson with this guy Paul right now that she's like shacked up with and has two like adopted kids with because they were they were trapped like in another like dimension for like for yeah, it was only like a couple of yeah it was it was only a couple of months for spider-man but, but it was, it was years. like years and years for mary jane and paul and these two kids who were surviving in this like wild area they were like they were like raising and then it turned out that they weren't even like real they were like figments of this like world like they're they, you know, they were like you know erased mm-hmm. but like she's still with this paul guy because they had this relationship for years they were the only people that each other had and they didn't know that peter was ever going to come back to them they had no idea that he was spending all his time trying you know, to get he was back betraying to her, yeah. the fantastic yeah when I mean, he was betraying the fantastic four like to like steal their stuff and they wouldn't help him he was like going against everyone just doing everything he could to get to this other world and he did and he's thinking i've i've been i've no no i've been gone for a few days like days man it's been like, years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like we didn't think you were ever coming back like we're practically married so <laughs> oh, gosh so like peter's on the out you know so peter's not with uh, poor peter like, MJ anymore Broken i know heart. yeah ever since ever since they broke up the marriage with uh with with selling his soul to well selling his marriage to Mephisto right um to save Aunt May who is you know a hundred thousand years old it's like it's like dude she's gonna die at some point yeah she's really <laughs> for Just, real it's time to let go cut the cord live on your own you know you can have your 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 wheat cake somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. I'm so heartless about the holidays. Hey, man, it's, you're just speaking truth. That's all it is. <laughs> that's that's really funny. All right. Well, well, do we have any more questions for Comic Man? Uh, we, not really, man. Right. I I mean, I hope you have a wonderful Christmas uh, holiday season. In general yeah, you guys and, too. Stay safe. And a happy. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. I'm just hoping that the uh, the internet stays up, and uh, <laughs> you know, when the kids open their uh, their PlayStation on Christmas, they can actually play it. Because oh, yeah, heck yeah, <laughs> so, don't let them listen to the show to know that. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm just like I'm just like yeah, let's uh, let's let's do it, let's go because I, I have a feeling Christmas is going to be filled with uh, Call of Duty and Final Fantasy. Yeah, that's oh heck yeah, that's the, that's the way to go, man. <laughs> That'll be awesome. Sweet, nice. All right, man. Well, uh, thanks for again for hanging out with us, and we will uh, talk, we'll talk to you here. Uh, we won't uh, we we won't be back next week, but uh, we'll have you on uh, in the new year. Yeah, so, absolutely. All right, good deal. All right, all right. Talk to you guys next year. Right. Stay safe. Yeah, right, you, you too. too. All right, bye. All right, later. Thanks. All right, that was Charles, Comic Man. Thanks for always a good time with him. Well, Keith, from the world of comics to the world of the mysterious, sometimes. Gets a little mysterious out there. We're going to talk about the mysterious world that we live in for our Christmas special. Here we go. Uh, This uh, this is a holiday special, so we're going to do something a little different, a little bit off the cuff uh, today. So, uh, you know, a lot of times we'll, uh, you know, we talk about, you know. Mysteries. Mysteries, urban legends. Spirits and ghosts. UFOs. Goblins, aliens. Yeah, all that other stuff. Um, So this time, instead of talking about uh, an unsolved mystery or, you know, something that people claim to have seen, we're going to dip our toe into, I mean, we've done a lot of stuff that's like urban legends and stuff like that. So this is going to be in the realm of folklore. So this is all entirely fictional. 
obviously. So I Fictional. Mean, I don't think we have anything, but I thought it would be fun for our Christmas special to talk a little bit about uh, the legend of Krampus, who was a, <laughs> kind of a, a holiday tradition. Um, it kind of really started over in Austria. And, oh, really? Uh, yeah, Austria and, uh, you know, Germany and those other countries up there around the Alps region. I thought it was just a scary movie. Yeah, no, no, man. This is, this is like, this is a pretty old, uh, pretty old um tradition okay. slash uh, folklore thing that has just kind of recently come to the States. So uh, for so for those of you who don't know, uh, Krampus is uh, sort of the half man, half goat who comes around every year to chase naughty children. <laughs> and I mean, there's different versions of it. Some versions like he'll, he'll beat naughty kids with sticks. Okay. Some of them, like he'll literally drag them to hell. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. And like, that's a lot worse than getting a lump of coal in your stocking. I know, right? Yeah. Um, so um, Krampus is believed to originated in Austria or Germany, somewhere in that area. And his name derives from the German word Krampen, which means claw. So his name is uh, oh. literally like, like claw or claw creature claw guy yeah yeah um so according according to uh, legend he's the son of hell from uh mm-hmm. norse mythology the norse god of the underworld okay um so with the spread of christianity happening krampus uh became more associated with christmas despite um the effects of the catholic church to ban him they didn't want him to have anything to do yeah, with christmas I, I never heard about it's a because yeah. it's a pagan it's a pagan okay. tradition you know i bet you uh, you know our buddy chris would probably be a good person to get on and talk to him about this because he knows all about like norse culture i've and seen stuff a like Kramp- that. A, i say krampus but uh krampus ugly sweater christmas sweater before yeah, it was perfect, pretty funny right? yeah so um, there's uh, different versions of the story. Some say that he is like, uh, you know, the evil counterpart to, to Santa Claus. But in some versions of the story, they travel together. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So uh, some versions of the story will tell you that uh, Krampus and St. Nicholas will arrive on the evening of December 5th. Uh, and this guy being kind of like the Christmas boogeyman sort of. So St. <laughs> Nicholas would basically show up. You have one good kid, one bad kid. St. Nicholas will leave you presents. But then the bad kids have to deal with Krampus, who instead of getting a lump of coal would be beaten with branches. <laughs> or as I said earlier, how embarrassing would that to be the sibling, the bad little, sibling? I think little Jeremy might, uh, yeah. might get a visit from Krampus this year. I know, right? That kid writing the letters. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, European versions, like different. You know, we have different versions of Saint Nicholas all around the world. So there's different versions of Krampus. Okay. Um, he's had uh, scary counterparts like Belschnickel and Necht Rup. Ruprecht, Ruprecht, if I'm saying it uh, correctly, <laughs> who dole out punishment. Um, Krampus is a character who comes from uh, the region, and he's been frightening children okay. slash amusing adults for hundreds of years now. <laughs> amusing adults. So uh, he has origins in pagan celebrations of the winter solstice. Uh, later, they became part of the uh, Christian traditions in which St. Nicholas uh, would visit children. Okay. Around that time, his menacing partner would also visit kids, as I said earlier. That's why. Um, but in some parts of Germany, uh, they referred to uh, December 5th as Krampusnacht or Krampus night when adults <laughs> dress up as Krampus to frighten children in oh their. I mean, gosh. he's kind of like our, like he's, he's like man. he's like Grinch at this point. Yeah. Like our, you know, like our our local uh, sheriff's department here in town do this big thing every year where they like they show up and they arrest the Grinch. Like the Grinch is oh, like that's funny. he goes to some business and he's like you know causing 
chaos or whatever. Yeah. And um, it's like a photo op, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. For, and, yeah, then, okay, and, yeah. Then, and then the police will show up and arrest the Grinch. That's and this year they actually do they do it in front of kids or something? Like, yeah. Like fun? kids will be there and they'll be there like filming okay, and everything. That's cool. And they arrest the Grinch. But I think this year they actually took it a step further. I'm going off on a tangent here, but this is good, my, my friend Jason, who was Santa, okay. got called down to the courthouse this year as Santa okay. to testify against the Grinch. What, what so, the heck is going know, on? It's just, that's awesome. It's just a bit of holiday silliness, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, I like it, but... Um, but so that's kind of their version of the Grinch, I think. But children, I, I want to see those pictures. They probably took a picture in the courtroom, like oh, with the Grinch on the stand, yeah, with like stuff, Santa yeah. pointing at the Grinch. Yeah, you know, that's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> he did it. Yeah. Uh, so children might have also seen Krampus running through the streets on Krampus Run. Uh, which is a way to scare kids into behaving themselves. It's the, an annual 5K. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, it's it's far from a 5K. Like the the adults get drunk. <laughs> this sounds like and put on Krampus suits and go through the streets scaring children. Oh my gosh. Um, the yeah. bar crawl gone horribly yeah, wrong. Pretty yeah. much. Uh, so the uh, and that's still a tradition that goes to this day in Austria and parts of Germany. That's that sounds like it's probably a pretty funny time though. Yeah, you know? no, I mean it's it's crazy, right? Yeah. Like, like, hey, go go get drunk and put on a costume and go scream at children in the streets. Merry Christmas, everybody! <laughs> they have like Christmas markets and stuff over there too. There's like all these Krampuses, Krampus running around. Like you know, like we're laughing at it, but I'm like. Kind of sounds like fun. It does. I would like to see it. You know, I'm not gonna lie. Well, I'd like I, to see that from told, a distance. Uh, yeah. I told my girlfriend like next year I really want to get a um, a Grinch costume so I can do like partake in some of this okay. Christmas silliness. Yeah, and that's stuff. pretty. Like, funny. I want to be part of it. Yeah. Um. So uh, the Crump is relatively new in the United States. Like you know, it's it's a tradition like has been around for hundreds of years, but it's just kind of made its way over here to the states. At I this point. literally didn't hear about it until that movie came out. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah I was gonna mention that, but um, but it's sort of gaining notoriety in the states around 2004 when krampus cards started circulating over here so oh. they would that's a thing they would do uh christmas cards but with krampus on it and they would like jokingly give bad tidings essentially okay. like you would send them to like your boss as a joke or something okay. like that yeah, yeah um i've never seen that yeah, yeah. so our art designer uh monte beecham uh published a book on krampus cards and helped organize them and they made their way over here to the states and then 2004 like the legend of krampus like started becoming a thing over here that's funny man. um and then they say that arguably like uh it kind of peaked and it is still going strong with the 2015 feature film which i really enjoyed krampus so i should watch that yeah it's it's not a bad watch i i recommend it right on. highly recommend it but uh so yeah now you know a little bit about krampus so, yeah, yeah i did i knew nothing so this is, <laughs> this is pretty cool yeah yeah but uh, that's just a little uh just a little cliff note from mysterious world this week i wanted to talk <laughs> a little bit like there's no no real mystery to solve here no like no. could there be just a fun little like uh european folklore christmas thing. that's hilarious yeah. i wonder if anybody's gonna do that now like maybe i don't yeah. know maybe we should start it that would be <laughs> too funny like everybody just shows up in these crazy costumes we should you know what we should do we should um organize it as like a quote 5k unquote and be like hey we're raising money for charity <laughs> yeah, and then we'll have some we'll just we'll have some drinks there there's and, like those uh those big german beer steins and stuff yeah. everywhere yeah <laughs> that'd be fun yeah i think i i think i think it's it's, get, think it's getting is, ready to happen the thing, yeah. all right krampus run 2024 yeah, who's with me we uh we copyrighted that trademark <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be part of that then uh, email us at zumundo at outlook.com or we'll, if you have anything to add yeah, yeah. Or, or questions of course as mm. always well we're nearing the end of the show here we got a couple more things to talk about, so let's uh, let's not waste any more time. Yeah. Well, Keith, we were going to have uh, Uncle Chuck. I know at the beginning of the show I said, we've got a full house, and Uncle Chuck, and uh, Uncle Chuck is unreachable. 
And huh. we just tried to call him, and I just got a text from my dad saying, your Uncle Chuck got arrested at a mall. Um, <laughs> I have no idea what happened. So We got to uh, find out. Hopefully, uh, after he gets uh, posted on bail uh, and get him out of jail, I can find out uh, what the hell happened to Uncle Chuck. This so, should be a, uh, a pretty good story for I'm, a future episode. I'm sure. Well, I mean, I know he was working as a mall Santa, <laughs> so he had like a like a gig as a mall Santa, oh so my gosh. I can only imagine what went wrong. Uncle so. Chuck, bad Santa. <laughs> oh. So let's. Uh, I guess we'll just. Uh, I, we haven't. We haven't done AI theater in about a month. I think the last time we did was for Thanksgiving. So AI theater. AI presents. theater presents scripted delights. So uh, for those of you who maybe haven't heard like an earlier show, AI theater presents scripted delights is where uh, I come up with a premise for a scene. And uh, feed it, feed it to AI, and have AI spit a script out at me. So, um, I, I I saw a meme that gets floated around every now and again called uh, Home Stallone, and what it is, it's like a little pic- picture of little Kevin McAllister from Home Alone, right? And, but they have like uh, they Photoshop Sylvester Stallone's face onto like little Kevin McAllister, and it says Home Stallone, and That's I so funny. I was like. Hey AI, write me a script from this scene. So this is um, this is our version of the Christmas classic Home Alone, but with uh, Sylvester Stallone recast as little Kevin McAllister. So and are we are we gonna tell them which which stuff we're playing or we're we, just for who were each of us are? Oh, okay. So here. I will be uh, I will be playing the role of Sylvester Stallone as <laughs> Kevin McAllister, and I will also be Harry, who was Daniel Stern in the movie. And I will be the mighty Marv. Marv, Joe Pesci. As, as well as uh, the narrator. The narrator. This one. And now for another edition of AI Theater Presents Scripted Delights. All right, here we go. AI Theater Presents Scripted Delights. I have some Home Alone music. Or some Home Alone-inspired, copyright-free music nice. that uh, that we can play for this. So here we go. A little bit of mood music. Interior. Living room. Sylvester Stallone playing the role of a tough guy hero is strategizing while the bad guys, Harry and Marv, are outside. All right, Harry and Marv, you know, they call you the wet bandits. I think you're the bandits that are all wet. You think you can come with mess with me or you mess with the wrong guy? <laughs> Harry and Marv exchange nervous glances. Stallone, you can't hide in there forever. We'll get you. Uh, you have to catch me first, but let me warn you. I'm not your average kid. Kid, you think you can take us on? That's a good Joe Pesci. <laughs> I faced tougher opponents than you two. I fought Apollo Creed. <laughs> I fought a big Russian, and I fought Wesley Snipes. You're nothing but a couple of bumbling burgers. You're greedy and lazy. <laughs> Adlib. We'll see about that, Stallone. Sylvester Stallone disappears into another room, leaving Harry and Marv scratching their heads. Hey, where'd he go? Stay alert, Marv. He's up to something. As Harry and Marv cautiously search the house, Sylvester Stallone sets up, sets up an elaborate trap in the next room. Just a little more... Right there. He steps back to admire his handiwork, a contraption involving paint cans, ropes, and marbles. Let's see how they handle this. Harry and Marv cautiously entered the room, unaware of the trap awaiting them. Hey, Stallone, where are you? <laughs> I love that they call him Stallone. <laughs> That's great. Suddenly, the trap is triggered, and the paint cans swing down, hitting Harry and Marv square in the face. 
Sylvester Stallone watches from a hidden spot, chuckling to himself. This is just the beginning, boys. You're in for a wild ride. The scene fades out, leaving us excited for more action-packed antics from Sylvester Stallone in this parody version of Home Alone. And scene. That's hilarious, man. That's great. That was. I. I just. I think it's so funny <laughs> that the AI just refers to him as Stallone. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's just like, why would you call? Hey, Stallone. <laughs> I'm not your average kid. You know, I'm actually a 77 year old man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah. He's like uh, the picture that 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 picture is like classic of, of him. <laughs> Home like, Stallone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> that was good, man. Very successful uh, holiday. Success. Holly, great success holiday special man yeah yeah that's right. fun man this has been a great time as always you yeah know. absolutely yeah. let's uh we'll go ahead and leave it on a high note once again guys uh if you're still listening thank you so much for uh hanging out listening to uh you know uh you know last april i i i texted keith one day out of the blue i was like hey man you want to do a podcast and he said yeah why not let's let's do it yeah and uh I have no regrets. I no, regret nothing. It's been a great year. It's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You know, this has been pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it's all over the place. I like yeah. it. One more show of the year left, and then uh, indeed, great things coming in twenty twenty four. We're oh, uh, our MegaCon episode. We're definitely going to do an oh, episode yeah. from MegaCon. That's a so. great idea. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be good. We we said we were going to do one from DragonCon, and uh, there's, there's just there's, a lot of there's just so much stuff happening there, but there's significantly like less things happening at MegaCon, so we'll be able to do an episode yeah. from MegaCon. Yeah. So uh, that's going to go ahead and bring it to a close, guys, for Zumundo Holiday Special. I'm Doolin. And I'm Keith. And uh, have a Zumundus Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Like I said, whatever you celebrate, have a good one. Yeah, have fun. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next time. Oh, man. Come on, get me some Christmas ham. Oh, man. Christmas food's good. It's kind of like Thanksgiving. Some figgy pudding. Figgy pudding. I've never had figgy pudding. No. Bring me some Ficky Pudding. Pumpkin pie, though. Bring me some Ficky Pudding. Is that the name? Is that the word?